Okay, welcome to season two of Aaron Calling. <laughs> you thought you got rid of us. You thought we didn't even have seasons. <laughs> That's right. We, we didn't know we did either. <laughs> I was about to say, neither did we. Hence <laughs> the cliffhanger from last season where we just said we would talk again in a week or so. Yeah, we'll see you next week and six months later. <laughs> I'd say uh, three months. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, it's not been that long. Although, in those three months, a lot has happened. I have some big news. Yeah. Big, big news. Um, yeah. I got a phone call yesterday from uh, Mike Rutherford uh, of Genesis fame. Uh, he's getting the band back together. Um, and Mike Mechanics going back out on the road, and he wants me to sing for nice. Mike Mechanics. So I said yes, and I'm going to do it. Uh, you have you made the right decision. <laughs> <laughs> Why am I blanking on the big Mike and the Mechanics song? The sad uh, well, one. there's In the Living Years. Yeah, that's the one. <laughs> sung by none other than Paul Carrick. <laughs> uh, who's Paul Carrick? Why am I blanking on that? He was uh, the at one point he was in Squeeze. He was like the guy that replaced uh, Jules Holland. Oh, okay. As the like keys guy, gotcha. he's like the guy that sings "Tempted." Oh, okay. He's that guy. Same. I dude. didn't even realize that was a different guy. Right. Yeah. He's he's sang he sang that song. That was his jam. Um, but. My actual news is that I had a baby. I mean, not Bam! me, but we had a there baby. Go. Had, a, had a, a new little baby girl. So she is now six weeks old, which is insane, but true. Well, um, uh, yeah. that's wonderful news. It, yeah. Next thing you know, they'll be 17, like mine. Mm-hmm. Was that what we were talking the other day? 17 just sounds so old. <laughs> it's Well, yeah, because I... I can't even believe that's possible, but <laughs> every time I see them, I'm like, they have like superimposed their heads on somebody else's kids' bodies, and yeah, it's, weird. it's not actually them. If it's they weird. weren't here, if you guys weren't here, it like has to be them though, because they're wearing all my band t-shirts. Right. So I'm glad that they're <laughs> right. getting a second line. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I saw the trail of dead, and I was like, oh, nice. There we go. There it is. Yeah, there's that one, and Cash had his photo taken in a MXPX shirt. Which is yep, funny. it's a cool photo. And then there's a, a Donna shirt that pops up every once in a while. So yeah, it's good to see him getting there. But what's funny is a lot of those. What I don't know what it was about us in the early '90s buying our shirts like extra large. It's like, why do our clothes need to be so big? Right. So even though they, even those don't fit, <laughs> right? Yeah, because they're like all. Yeah, there was like a different. Sizing was different in our day. Different. Very different. Yeah. Very different. I don't even know that it existed. It was sort of like big or normal. <laughs> yeah. We just, we, we had There was no one... like slim. You know what I mean? Like you couldn't go buy right. like a slim suit or like slim no. fit anything. It was no. just like boxy or huge. <laughs> and one burlap sack that they used to cut everything out. <laughs> like this is our, this is our model. Here you go. Uh, this this episode brought to you by Belk's Big and Tall section, where uh, <laughs> dockers available at JC <laughs> We get a free a free compilation CD with the purchase <laughs> of a suit. <laughs> 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 uh, 
Oh. What a compilation that would that's, be. That's good. That's good, though. You have that's uh, are you, so you're probably sleeping better after six weeks. Uh, somewhat, yeah. yeah. yeah it's not, <laughs> I, don't, I can't remember. I've blacked it all out. I don't remember. It's how not. The sleep I schedule. mean, she is actually uh, doing pretty well with the sleeping, which is I'm going to go ahead and knock on everything. Yeah, I don't want to even go bad that you said that. She'll be up. Um, but uh, yeah, it's been it's it's not been crazy. I think partially because Ozzy is just old enough that we forgot what it was like. So like it's like kind of like doing part of it all over again. You're like, I don't know yeah. what what did we do? Did he sleep? Did he not sleep? I can't remember anymore. Like, yeah. For a minute there, I thought you were just gonna say that you forgot about Ozzy, so you've only been paying attention to her. It's been a lot easier. It's true. <laughs> yeah, we just locked him in a closet. <laughs> I don't know which closet either, so we got to go find him after. Eh, he'll let you know. He will yeah. let you know. Yes, he will. <laughs> yes, yes, he will. So um, you, you, uh, you have a baby. I bought two thousand records. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yep. So stupid. You have a baby. You know, you have it's a record store getting, baby. It's get. Yeah, I had a friend come over. I told Emily the other day, I was like, you know, when I bought 2000 records, I was like, you know, the idea was like, man, I'll just have these like forever, you know, like I could just sell them like over time and I've always got stock. And then all of a sudden I wake up one day and I'm like, I got to get rid of these. (laughs) (laughs) It's such a weird thing. But so anyway, a friend of mine came over the other day to pick up something he bought and I was like, just go through anything you want. It's like five bucks. So he picked up like a whole other huge stack. And uh, awesome. I was like, I'm pretty sure I've got. I mean, he, he got some good stuff, but um, nice. But you know, I was like, you know, most it'll all average itself out, you know. So it's like I just, right. uh, you know, but um, but I'll I'll get I'll get back motivated on it soon. So I just feel like I haven't even gotten through like a box yet. You know what I mean? It's so funny. <laughs> it's so funny. It's just funny because it's like, you know, you and I obviously talk about that. Like, I feel like every time you post something, me and you're like talking about something about it like whether like oh wow i can't believe he had that or i can't believe you had four copies of that or whatever it is and uh it's it's like funny when you look at like your uh hartley sells hashtag and like yeah what you've been you know it's only four records at a pop but it's still like when you see them all like laid out you're like wow it's so many records and then you're like yeah but there was a lot more <laughs> There's so many there's more. A, there's a whole box of Barbra Streisand records. I'm like, I don't even know what to do with these. I mean, like multiple copies of Superman. Like what? Multiple <laughs> copies of Barbra Streisand wet. Oh, oh wow. Wow. I don't uh, I just. Yeah, that's I don't know. It's like talking about your grandparents. I don't know. This is right. weird. It's like, no, thank you. <laughs> right. Yeah. I don't mm. know why um so so many and that's usually where i'm like all right i just can't look at that box you know what i mean like i'll just figure it out so but (laughs) what will you do with all the babs yeah i know (laughs) i know but i also too like i mean you know because i've been pulling them all out and looking them all up and like uh listening to them and you know cleaning them and all that like it takes forever it's like right people always say like oh that would be so great and i'm like yeah like it it is great but like it's (laughs) it's like work it's like spider 
man, it comes with great responsibility. <laughs> right, right. You got to keep, I mean, that's the thing is like when you walk into your favorite record store kids and you see those guys and gals back there, you know, polishing away on a record or whatever, it's like that is one of many they've done that day and it takes time. Yeah. <laughs> it's fun at first when you're like scanning through stuff and you're like, oh, cool, oh, cool. And then after, although I have to tell you that like, Every time I go out there, I'm pretty sure I have found it all. Do you know what I mean? And then I'll stumble right. and I'll be like, well, I'll just scan through this one. I think that's my problem is like, I'm just going through each one and pulling the best stuff out. Like, I haven't really just finished. I finished oh, right. one small little crate. Do you know what I mean? So it's like, yeah. and two, it's like, sometimes it's like, cool, it'd be cool if all these records kind of had a small theme or whatever, if I'm going to post them. So like, right. so now like kind of, they're not in any order. You know what I mean? So I'm just right. kind of going through and piling them up and then be like oh i remember seeing another one of those and i'll put them together but yeah it's um it's it's an interesting experience so i may get to like a couple more weeks of like posting and then maybe maybe just like invite some people over and just you know do a five dollar sale or something and see what goes from there and then from there who knows (laughs) i don't know what i'm gonna do with the box of barbus tries in records so right that's the stuff you sell is like a lot right you're like, here's yeah, a lot I, of whatever. <laughs> I think I put four of them up on eBay for like $8, like make me an offer. But what's funny right. is like, I was, I was saying that I was like, maybe I'll just put them up for like auction to start them at like 99 cents. <laughs> like right. if you look through the solds, so many people have done that and they've sold for like a dollar 20. I mean, it's like, right. <laughs> <laughs> but is there that something a... you could also, I mean, I guess not really. I guess you couldn't really like, take that into a record store or record spread it out over multiple record stores and be like, you want to buy these? And I don't know. Get don't anything know for them. them. I right. I may try. I, mean, I don't know though. I don't know what the market on a Barbra Streisand pile is, but I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know, but, but yeah, so that, that's, 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 I think that's like our biggest thing. So that's our, that's our news, news, news. Yep. Episode over. All right. See you guys. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> Done. I did, Season I did opener. A horrible, I did a horrible job of setting us up. I got distracted by the big and tall section at Belk. Um, that's okay. And I threw in JCPenney Dockers. So That's right. I mean, and there was that's a music right. compilation. I'm still trying to figure out what might have been on that, if it existed. <laughs> Definitely Rascal Flats, because I think that was actually a thing one time. <laughs> that sounds <laughs> like, about right. Like, you could buy, like... You could buy something at like JC Penny in Nashville and get like a free country CD and that. Yeah, like all the snacks in there. <laughs> perfect. Uh, and so, perfect. speaking of Rascal Flats, we were going to talk about punk rock tonight. Yes, <laughs> yes, we were. There's a, a professional segue. We're gonna, it's going to take us an episode or two to find our groove here. Correct. Uh, yeah, I think I had maybe kind of thrown it out to you that. We had done this, I think, early on, maybe first or second episode, not first, maybe second episode about uh, with jazz, where we had kind of uh, touched on the fact that like a lot of people find like jazz as a genre is kind of an impenetrable place to go or get started on. It seems very daunting because it's there's a lot of stuff that you could go through and get and or. You might find some bad stuff. You don't know where to start, whatever. So we kind of threw out some stuff that was uh, kind of a, a pointer, if you will, 
um, to kind of get people started or uh, to think about. Um, so okay. I figured maybe we could do that with punk rock. This was kind of brought on by the fact that we have both gotten recently this new, uh, as um, as have a lot of people, I've seen this thing popping up everywhere, but uh, Discord just reissued uh, or repressed, I should say, uh, the first two seven inches from Minor Threat on a 12 inch, uh, this time in like a fun colored vinyl version. Um, it's like a light blue swirly jam. Um, and we both, I think, got that recently. And yep. uh, through that, it kind of got me going down memory lane a little bit. And I got some other stuff uh, and kind of got me thinking about this. So with all that being said, um, what was, because this is kind of a touchstone for our our becoming friends and, and discussions early on in our friendship. But what was your first... Uh, punk rock record uh, ooh, put if you can spot. remember yeah uh, um well i'll tell you the first compilation this is yeah <laughs> i promise this is real but uh i remember <laughs> Rascal flats <laughs> <laughs> i remember uh you know i never had any money like as a you know you never had any money as right. a teenager or whatever of so i remember being in like a camelot or like whatever those mall stores are yeah and i found a this green um cassette and it was uh um oh man why am i spacing on the name of it but it's um it was an epitaph compilation tape oh nice and it was 99 cents and yep. like that that was like what they did and um so you would, you know, so I bought it just because I thought it looked cool and it was 99 cents and it had um, all the early like, um, like offspring, yep. rancid, um, bad religion, um, those sort of bands. And I remember being like, I don't even, like offspring had already blown up. So I, I think that may have been what it was, but I was like, uh, I was like, I don't need, and no effects were on. I was on there. I was like, I don't yep. even. Th- I never even really considered Offspring like a punk band. Do you know what I mean? But right. um, um, uh, yeah, I am. T- I'm totally blanking on the name of it for some reason. But I think that was probably like, like the first like cassette that I bought, and um, you know, was just happy that I had something to kind of like that was cheap and listen to. That exposed me to like the whole West Coast epitaph scene that I was just sort of nice. not not into at all so right i think for me it was uh my friend and i went he was like a year ahead of me he's my next door neighbor we found out we wound up playing like in bands together and things but he played guitar i played drums and in our like learning about music and stuff i was riding a skateboard and like reading thrasher magazine and they had like a big music section in there and it was all punk rock stuff or whatever and hardcore and um so i just read about all these bands and um i think i had already discovered bad brains but like later bad brains like when they had gone <laughs> I, more i like, i or whatever <laughs> yeah, I and I. yeah i against i yeah yeah i think it was quickness was the one that i got into first and it was kind of the touchstone for that was for me was living color 
kind of dro- name dropping Bad Brains as a thing because I knew Living Color mainly because of MTV and whatnot. But so I knew that. So there was like sort of a bridge there. Um, I'm pretty sure I already had quickness. But then we went in one shopping trip. We went to like Turtles or something. And uh, that's a that's an old music store, kids. Yeah. And uh, we looked at this giant wall of cassettes, you know, and uh, he bought uh, Minor Threats out of step EP. And I bought Dead Kennedy's Bedtime for Democracy. Nice. And because we didn't want to buy the same thing, we're like, we're gonna buy, we're gonna buy two rock and or two super punk things, but we don't want to get the same ones. Then we got them and took them home. I remember listening to the Minor Threat and being like, wow, I've don't think I've heard that much swearing in anything. (laughs) ever like wow he is really letting it letting it rip <clears throat> and then we put in the day king is i was like this is literally the fastest music i think i had ever heard <laughs> like i was like oh my god and then after that of course i went into you know overload i got like i think i went bad brains rock for light right after that but yeah. that was my first first uh first foray i guess into into the hardcore was yeah, and I mean after that again, uh, I was still reading, you know, Thrasher all the time, and like the music section there was really good because they would just like have these little blurbs about, you know, X band, and and you know I didn't realize this was probably ninety one or two maybe, and like I didn't know you know all these bands were had either been done for like five to ten years at that <laughs> yeah. point like i'm like we're just buying like where do they where do they go where where are they yeah. it's like they, they've been broken up for a long time at this point yeah. <laughs> like i guess it was 90 so but even still it's like you know you didn't yeah. know that they they were gone that uh that cassette i picked up was co- is called just punkorama <laughs> yes <laughs> punkorama that's right i don't know i i don't know i couldn't think of it earlier but uh <laughs> It was like volume one. There's probably volume like how I don't know how many or what you know, but um, right. Yeah, that was. I mean, the cool thing about it was once you found a band on a label, then you could just go look at the label. You know what I mean? Right. And then you could just you know, right. You know, you could really nerd out on all those other bands, and then like that's really. I think like the punk stuff is really like the only early punk stuff is really the only time you could just consistently buy a label stuff and it kind of be in the same vein and not you know what i mean like and you could just buy everything and i think that's changed now like i think you know like i love sub pop but i don't want to buy everything that comes out on sub pop i love merge but you know what i mean like there's stuff that comes out on merge that i don't want whereas like you know for in the in the 90s there'd be streaks of like yeah i'll just buy everything that you know, lookout puts out, you know, yeah. and, um, and I'll, I'll love it, you know? So, yeah. Uh, yeah. It's a different, it definitely is a different thing. Like, and it's, it's, it is kind of weird that like, I mean, cause for, for a label like discord, you know, like they had multiple like turns of like awesome things happening. You know, yeah. you had like all that early, early stuff. And there's like a middle early, thing revolution summer world happens and all that and then you know the fugazi era kind of begins not too long after that 
other period ends and that kind of blows a whole uh group of bands up to the surface and then they kind of it was for a little while it was only fugazi and then like you know there's that mid late 90s early 2000s explosion again in dc where it's like there's like 30 bands all of a sudden you're like wow where did all these bands come from and they're all great you know yeah crazy yeah you don't get that on like i feel like every other sub pop release is like what (laughs) (laughs) what who's that what is some of those have been very big for them so i cannot knock it (laughs) correct correct uh but we uh we we had talked about some essential records i think um yes and I, i i i think i found some 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 gaping holes that i'd like to to bring up to you so i would would, love for you to start okay because i think when i say them you'll be like dang it (laughs) yeah absolutely i know i will um so i guess really i mean i've already mentioned three like that out of step minor threat was uh i mean for me like that was like that was kind of a more fleshed, I guess that was like the end of their world pretty much, but it was like a more fleshed out like version of what they were doing. It's like, it sounds a little bit fuller. There's two guitars instead of one guitar. It's like, it's a little bit bigger deal. Like Brian Baker, when he moved to guitar, it like kind of changed everything for them a little bit. Um, so that's, I think that's like a crucial bit. And of course the bad brains rock for light, um, which I didn't know until about probably five years ago that there's like a glaring difference between the original release of that record and the one that I grew up knowing as the record, which was remixed by the bass player um, in like the early nineties. And they sped up the tracks so they're like a half step higher in pitch and they're faster than they actually were. So it was like yeah. all the stuff that I thought was like, there's no way a human being could play. That's it. like, it's actually true. A human being couldn't play it that fast. <laughs> <laughs> they weren't playing it that fast. They were playing it a little slower. Um, when I heard and it was kind of crazy cause I, you know, spent 20 plus years probably adoring that record. And then you hear like the original track list and you're like, wow this is a completely different (laughs) like the order was different different, everything you know but regardless it is it was produced by rick okasic and yes that's the cars rick okasic which is weird but um it is probably the single most important one on my list for me like it's just that is the one that like kind of blew the doors off um dead kennedy's you could pick pretty much any of their records uh because they're all real real nice i think bedtime for democracy because i have a sentimental connection with it being the first one um they had already broken up by the time it came out but there's like some there's some tracks on there that are ridiculously good and i think the thing about them that set them apart was like they were really good musicians um and they that came across so well that they were recorded a little bit better than some punk bands were. So you kind of heard it more like, cause some of the problem, you know, a lot of people have with punk rock is like, what is going on? It sounds like crap, you know, or whatever. (laughs) Um, their records 
fared a little bit better, I felt like. So, anyways, that's my first three. We'll keep going, but you can uh, you can hit me with some holes. <laughs> so, one that is not on your list mm-hmm. is Zen Arcade. Oh, yeah, I totally should have put that. Iskardu. <laughs> yeah, it's true. But, okay, so this is where I'm just going to say it. Do it. Like, because I'm probably going to spend a lot thing. of money on these, like, first pressing punk rock records. That's great. Right. I'm, I'm yeah. happy for you. Yes. They sound awful. <laughs> <laughs> By and large, yes. And it's as much as I love zen arcade it's so hard sometimes to make it through the whole thing do you know what i mean because you're just yep. like oh my ears hurt i'm just and it's yes. not it has anything to do with them like i mean when these guys were making records they didn't have any money so it's right. like i've probably put out a record that didn't sound as good as it could because right. of financial reasons but like it's just uh i find it interesting there was a seven inch there's a minor threat seven inch that sold on discogs last month it's one of the highest um, for $1,750. And I mean, cool, but like, you know, uh, that's again, not to listen to. <laughs> right. Right. Um, uh, so that was, that was one of the ones, um, and but for I my guess... money and for my money, uh, I, per- I'm a huge fan of who's could do. And I think, uh, uh, land is it land speed record? Oh, land speed record, yeah. Is it really? No, that's not the one. Metal Circus oh, is yeah. the is the one for me. Like if I'm yeah. gonna listen to one, I'm like that's the one I want to hear. But I will. I can also say that something I learned today is like the one of the single greatest ways to start a record. That song, first song on Zen Arcade, is just like wow. Like yeah. if you're gonna if you're gonna blow somebody's doors off, that's a real good way to do it. Yeah. But yes, yeah. as a double album, it does get a little taxing on the old ear <laughs> holes. Yeah. Yeah. I know. And I, I was only saying that because I guess if I accidentally had a copy for a couple bucks, I would think it was really cool. But like, right. it's hard to seek those out um, and spend a lot of money on them when you know it's gonna be kind of <laughs> hard to <laughs> listen to them. And like, you you gotta know like. A good classic punk record has had the snot worn out of it. You know what I mean? Like, absolutely. Probably were not taking care of that great, you know? Nope. But, yeah, yeah. So I thought thought that was funny. Um, You also did not have any of of the Ramones on your list. Ah! I totally totally thought about (laughs) that the other day when I was going to make my list. And I I left it off. What a complete waste of time. I'm canceling this uh, podcast. This podcast is canceled. These guys are stupid. It's okay. Also, I'll give you one more, and then you can go back to your list. Because I think this one is a big one for you. Because I think you told me about this record. Oh, boy. Here we go. Pink Flag by Wire. Good Lord. I'm (laughs) stupid. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, of course. It's simply one of the best ever. But... Why did I not put that on the list? It's so bad. Terrible. That's no, okay. There's like, because the thing about, you know, also like outside of like, I think the clash, which you have, like there's mm-hmm. a lot, there's just geographical punk rock too. Do you know what I mean? Right. So like, right. 
later in the 90s, I very much got into like, you know, the California scene where bands like Rancid or Green Day or, right. um, you know, Pennywise, you know, a lot yep. of those bands. Um, but, you know, but it probably started a lot with, you know, more UK based stuff like The Clash or Sex Pistols, you know, things of yep. that nature. And then, um, but then you've kind of got like your, well, I guess Wire would sort of fall into that as well. But then, sure. but then you've also got your whole other New York scene, and then you've got a DC scene. Do you know what I mean? Right. So like, you can kind of just jump in wherever. I mean, you know, th- there were no scenes in Alabama where I grew up. So uh, correct. You know, you just kind of <laughs> dug into one, and and um, you know, and and went through it and listened to it. So I, uh, so I'm, I'll I'll cut you some slack. No, it's okay. I, <laughs> yes, I obviously I did not think about this list very very well. God. But yeah. okay, but here's the thing. Here's the thing. Like essential, right. essential punk records. You're ba- I mean, you know, it. You're just you're asking to forget about something. Correct. Because there's other and, bands I can think of too that I love yes. that aren't on your list. Yes, and I didn't go past. It was very obvious in my list, and it will be very obvious as we go on. I did not go past a certain time point either like i was it was very much of an era and 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 that was kind of sort of on purpose because i was like you know like there are for me personally there's some records like of the later punk rock world where it's like that's great i loved it or i heard it and was like that's cool but at the same time it's like if i wanted to hear somebody do that thing i would probably just listen to X band that happened 10 years before you kind of thing, <laughs> which is terrible probably of me as a music fan. But at the same time, I was just like, yeah, I've, I feel like this has been a thing already. And I would like to either hear somebody like building on it or just listening to, I just listen to the original, <laughs> <laughs> which is, uh, you know, whatever. And then I, completely left out half of the bands that matter so that's okay um, rattle off a couple more on your list uh the next three i feel like you know you can kind of they start swerving a little bit but uh the clash of course you could probably pick you you made a great point when we were talking about this list earlier um they're like we kind of needed to tie an album to each artist because really i just <laughs> sent you like artists because you didn't it it is fair to be like if you just say the clash then and somebody's never listened to the clash and they're like, man, I should get a clash record that reminded me. And then suddenly they wind up with like cut the crap or, yeah. uh, you know, combat rock, which is not terrible, but still not indicative of right. everything that came before it. Yeah. Um, uh, for me personally, and, and even listening to the, the story of the clash podcast thing that happened not too long ago, like, Apparently, this was not just drummer's favorite, but give them enough rope. Um, I feel like is a really good place to jump in with the clash. I mean, obviously, you can do it <clears throat> with London Calling, but it's also a double album. And I don't think every song on London Calling is indispensable, personally. Yeah. I think there are a couple that's like, yes, it's important that it's in there, but it's also like, okay, you know, I'll give you that one. 
give them enough rope to me is like a record you can put on and just let her rip. And I think they didn't like it because it was, you know, they had a real producer and all that stuff. And there were like studio tricks and all that. They got done, whatever. Uh, give them enough rope is good for me. It's worth the price of admission because it has, uh, I fought the law on it, which is like one of the greatest covers ever in my opinion yeah. like yeah so good um but yeah there's just a lot of really good jams on that what's one. funny is i started with that record with the class and was right. not that impressed <laughs> right right which is fair. i actually i actually i actually lo- i actually got into the self-titled record a lot more yeah and i came it's, at it back it's a little bit in- more energetic i think so right i came at it backwards i did i actually started with uh, combat rock and yeah. <laughs> then went London calling. And then I think wound up at like, give them enough rope, like way late. Like I didn't even know that was one of the records. Like I thought, I thought the law was just a single you had to like search for or something. And then yeah. somebody was like, no, it's on here. And I was like, what is that record? And then it was like, does oh, that record have bank robber on it though? I love that song. I believe it does. Yes. Yeah. 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 And it's crazy when you listen it's fun to listen to like the self-titled and then give them enough rope because there's such a jump between yeah. you're like, man, these guys like, I mean, it's a different drummer, all that stuff, but you're like, wow, that they, they like really became a thing. Like, bam, quick. Anyways. Yeah. Um, next up was television. Next. Yeah. Uh, which is huge, but also probably arguable for some that they are quote unquote punk rock, but that's the so, punk rock. I, I got the I got a television CD from Columbia House. <laughs> nice. And I was like, I don't know what this is. And I, <laughs> I never listened to it. I so right. That's a true story. I'm uh, in high school. Like when I was thought I was into punk rock, I was like, I don't get this. And I never listened to it. I love it now. Right. But um, yeah, that's that's one that if somebody's looking for some, you know, to get some um energy or aggression out or just some angst that's that's not, not one. necessarily one i would send it to so <laughs> nope definitely not the one um the the beauty about the catalog of television is it's very short so if you're looking for you know if you're trying to get in there get in and get out quick you've only got two records to really go through i guess technically three if you count that uh the blow up or whatever but it's really marquee moon and adventure and then a live record. But I mean, they did stuff later, but it's not really the same. Um, but Marky Moon's like kind of proved that, like, I mean, to me, I know this is again arguable, proved to me that like punk rock could be something so much more than just yelling and fast or uh, yelling and mid tempo. <laughs> it's like yeah. they kind of bridge that gap between like different worlds of and strains of rock and there's, there's a heavy dose of jazz thrown in there and it's just kind of otherworldly you know it's like its own thing and you don't get to say that about a lot of stuff but i feel like television kind of deserves it um next up's the minutemen uh which i put two records on here i mean double nickels on the dime is like i i would assume is probably everybody's the one record for Minutemen. Uh, my, 
I think if I if I really want to just get distilled Minutemen amazingness, uh, buzzer howl in the whatever of heat or whatever it is, that is, I love that song. Cut. Uh, I think it's like. I think it basically. I think the song "Cut" on that record kind of foresees the next like twenty years of things that will be influenced by punk rock. Like it just like it sounds like something from the future. Like when you're coming at it backwards, you kind of it sounds like Fugazi took a big chunk of that. It sounds like you know. San Diego took a big chunk of that, you know, all that kind of stuff. Um, it is not an easy, neither one of those records, the Minutemen are not an easy, like, man, I'm just going to pop this in and just like go. Like, you kind of have to warm up to them, I feel. But um, once you do, it is definitely worth it. Henry Rollins just started a dollar ninety nine show. You can pay a dollar ninety nine and watch his own little show. <laughs> it's really <laughs> kind of funny. And he did a whole episode just on the Minutemen, which was really great. And uh, right. he's got all this like, um, you know, paraphernalia is not really the right word, but just like uh, ephemera, I guess, is really the right word. He's right. got all these flyers and posters and artwork and test pressings and. Yeah. All this crazy stuff, and he goes through it all. So if if, uh, if anybody's got two bucks and uh, got like forty five minutes, it's a pretty fun watch. Nice. Um, next up, I've I had I guess I probably should have put these two. I should have put television and Talking Heads together, but Talking Heads seventy seven. Again, if you're looking for a blast of like punk energy that's like super fast and screamy, if you know anything about Talking Heads, you're not going to get that. Um, definitely the artier strain of, of what was New York's punk rock scene, but, um, important nonetheless, cause it kind of showed again, kind of like television that there were like different sides and different things happening. Um, much like wire was doing in the UK where it's like, they would have one song that'd be, you know, super fast, but then like the rest of it might not be or you know the songs are super clipped and short and weird and angular to like a degree that's almost hard to take um uh but yeah talking at 77 is a great place to start also just in the talking heads catalog if all you know is like and she was or you know true stories or whatever all that earlier stuff is super super great um but 77 does not sound like all the like super produced stuff that happened later either. It's nice and nice and raw and just fun. Um, the next two uh, of the next two, the damned are probably my favorite uh, machine gun etiquette is the record that I put. Although the first damned record is also really great, but machine gun etiquette is the one that I, I really got into, um, because of the guys in blue tip who I played with in DC. Um, Jason Farrell, uh, really loved that record. And I did not know about it until listening to it, um, with him and just being like, wow, this is, uh, this is crazy and kind of all over the place, but like, 
also it just sounds like like when they really bring the the rock and roll they really really bring it and it's a lot of fun to listen to um do you like the damned i like neat 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 that's about it yeah that's fair that's kind of all i really need do you know what i mean it's like uh, right i enjoy that one song and then i'm like yeah that that was enough right Right. I, I, I don't know why. I just I've never really dug that far into them. So um, right, I think they're I think they're like for for me they're like the band that like they kind of technically I guess technically or not technically started the whole thing like they were the first single out or whatever of the punk rock world. But like they all they just like got they missed like being or having the spotlight on them by like, you know, a week every time. <laughs> like it was like, they're almost the, the guys and just never quite. And it's partially cause they're just like, you know, their lead singer dressed like Dracula and, you know, they just did weird stuff and it didn't, it wasn't weird. that translated into cool. It just stayed weird. <laughs> Anyways. Um, also the dead boys, um for no other reason than the song Sonic Reducer. Uh yeah. I mean that song is I don't know. It is there's some sort of magic juju that's on that that song. Everybody and, and their brothers covered it. Like you, you could right. probably have a country band cover it and be like, Yeah, that works. Right. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I mean Pearl Jam does it to a T. Like yeah. I remember hearing like bootlegs in the nineties of them doing that song, just being like, Wow, this is so great. Um, but yeah, that, if for no other reason than that song, they would have never put out anything else that would be worth it. Um, so anybody that hasn't heard the dead boy sonic producer, go listen to it. Uh, you'll be happy. Um, the last two, and then maybe you have some more, uh, holes that I missed. Um, (laughs) I put Susie and the Banshees on here. I technically, I guess they became more aligned with the post-punk thing but their first record the scream came out in the middle of all this in the midst of it um and it is a great i mean that's one of my favorite bands ever um and it is a stunner from beginning to end they would change drastically even i think they put out one yeah by their third record it was like they had left all this behind but this was like kind of like a statement of purpose with them uh and it's really 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 good i have like i think i have like two different cd versions i think it was like a reissue and then like some crazy deluxe thing but uh i haven't gone down the road of like buying the Susie stuff on vinyl yet but i'm sure it's coming and then uh finally x um los angeles uh although i watched uh decline of western civilization over the last couple of days uh part one uh which has a lengthy section with x in it and i was reminded at how much how influential they were one but also like how on the west coast in that world they were kind of the outlier punk band like it's like the subject matter was really punk but like the the music was like basically like just 
sped up, like jet fueled, uh, old school rock and roll. Like when you hear like the guitar leads and all kind of, all that kind of stuff is like, this could basically be a Chuck Berry song, like just sped up and with somebody shouting about some craziness. Um, but it's very important because they, uh, they kind of provided a template for a lot of the West coast thing that would happen later. Um, they also just put out a new record alphabet land. I think it's called, um, yeah. which I have not heard yet. Have you heard it? Yeah. I bought a copy. It's great. Oh, that's right. Good stuff. Yeah. I mean, it sounds like X, <laughs> right, right. Right. But in a good way, in a good yeah. way, in a good way. So, nice. um, okay. You ready for another band? Yes. This one's high on my list. Yep. You didn't, you didn't even get close. Right. <laughs> the Descendants. Ah. Uh, oh, I thought about them today. I was like, I probably should have put the Descendants on there, but I was like, he'll he'll catch me. Yeah. No. no, no. Yeah. That's yes. my. That's one of my go-to's. They. Um. I've always loved that band. They have a great, great documentary. Um. That came out a couple years ago. Like. I don't think I've ever really gotten emotional watching a rock documentary, but right, like seventy five percent through this one, I was like, "Whoa, this is crazy!" And like, yeah, just all the they have they lead such a weird, weird lives, and yes, you know, would just make sporadic albums, and they kind of did it the best way if you think about it, because they would just make albums, you know out of the blue every like 10 or 15 years and then everybody would be so excited for them you know and then yep. they'd only play a handful of shows and then now i think they're much more active um as a band which is great but um um all those records i mean milo goes to college um yep. everything sucks which came out in the 90s but i think is is a good one too um yep that one that one yeah that 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 band is high on my um, on my punk rock list. Did you did you follow uh, the portions of that band that became all? Did you did you go down the all? Yeah, I never really got into all. Yeah. Interesting. Also, we didn't mention the uh, Buzzcocks. Damn it! <laughs> it's true. It's true. I didn't. I did not. I did not. Buzzcocks is one of those bands <clears throat> that I stumbled into. Like I think it was like blockbuster music days. Do you know what I mean? Right. And like, yep. I don't know. This band's got a weird name. It looks kind of punk rock. And like just taking it up to the counter to listen to them. But like, right. yep, I'll take this home. Yeah, uh, I think it was singles going steady or something on something very simple like that. Or greatest hits. And uh, yeah. Oh man, I love that record. I I wore that thing out. Yeah, I got, I think mine was like Operator's Manual, I think was the name of it. It's like, yeah, it's like Singles Going Steady, plus it had like other stuff on it. And that, that the only reason I picked it was because it had more songs for like, it was like a better value because it's money wise. I was like, I got, I got X dollars and this has got more songs. I'll take it. <laughs> yeah. And, and I was there. just like, whoa, that's, it's so good. Yeah. Yep left yeah. um I, I basically left all of england out of the entire list <laughs> you kind of did i, I did. maybe because you were watching the western civilization that's probably what it was yeah i mean x definitely got added because i was watching that for sure um uh and i had just watched uh salad days um 
I guess we're mentioning them. Uh, the Men and Men's We Jam Econo is really great. Uh, and then, of course, if you're looking for another movie, American Hardcore is both a book and a movie, I believe. And uh, yeah, those, were, you ever a, uh, were you ever a Circle Jerks fan? Um, I never. I have. I am like. You know when I asked you about the Rolling Stones, you said you were like really lazy Ro- Rolling Stones yeah. fan. Yeah, I am that way about like Black Flag and Black yeah, Flag related <laughs> material. Like yeah, I'm like, I should. When I again, I was watching Decline of Western Civilization, and the Circle Jerks part comes on. I was like, I should have fallen in love with this band. Like, why did I not? I think it was like I don't know what it was. Like I don't know if I thought somebody would like yell at me if I had a record called The Circle Jerks in the house or something. I don't know, but like. I mean, yeah. I had a dead Kennedys yeah. and nobody cared, but, um, yeah. no, I did not, I didn't get into it and I should have, and I'm probably going to now just because I, because <laughs> I saw, I saw, I that always I revisit like, it. I always revisit I it every once in a while. It's, it's a record that I've, I've, I've never bought just because it's, uh, you know, so, ex- so expensive and whatnot, but, um, right. yeah, I, uh, which is the thing we should, we'd be remiss if we didn't say this, uh, most of, if not all of these records in any sort of original pressing will be high dollars. Yeah. If you can find them in any kind of shape that's worth listening to. Um, so what's funny is I, um, uh, I spent the weekend uh, refurbing some cassette decks and mm-hmm. I was like, man, I got, I got to kind of go through my old cassettes and some of the, some of the newer ones I bought on, band camp because i you know it's like oh a 30 record by kind of an unknown artist or like a six dollar right. tape like okay i'll take the tape and support it yep. but you know still have still have enough cheese to spread around to other folks but anyway so i was like man like we've already said this but i have i already said at the beginning but like you know when you don't have a lot of money you know back when we were growing right. up you bought tapes because cds were twenty dollars you know what i mean right. and so um so i was I was actually on Discogs last night. This was before you and I, I think, were even talking about this. But I was like, oh, I wonder what a, like, I think I had Bad Brains cassettes. Like, I wonder what that would be, you know? And I look it up. Dude, yeah. they're all $45. I know, it's insane. <laughs> I think I still have mine in my case over there. I should just sell it for 45 bucks. But Yeah, um, there you go. But I was like, oh, man. Like, uh, yeah. you know, like, even the tapes are, are expensive. And then I get it because for me, I feel like, I don't really need the record necessarily because like there's something about putting that tape in and hitting play and just letting it go, you know, right. Especially on bad brains. It's like, right. Yep. And we're off and we're done. Flip it over and do it again, you know, but like, (laughs) uh, um, yeah, it kind of got me digging through some, some bands and black flag was one of them. I was like, Oh, look up. Cause I think I had a black flag set. I forget again, I'm lazy. So I forget which one. And those were all super stupid expensive too. And I was like, well, I guess I'll just have to find one in the wild maybe. But yeah, um, but yeah, no, I know I get you with Black Flag. I was, I've always been lazy on that too. I think it's like one of those things, like I had friends who are so into them and, and would talk them up all the time. And I was like, man, I should really get into that. But then there was also these, the, all the fans were like, they all had their like different, like, well, you, if you're going to listen to him, you got to listen to this era yeah. Because you know this guy's playing bass or Kira's playing bass or there's two guitars here and not two guitars there. But this is before Rollins did this thing and then this and that. And you're like, 
how many people were in this band? Like, it's like 50 different people. And it's like, which, which <laughs> one, where, speaking of impenetrable, like, where do you start with that? Like one band has like, they put out a million things and it's like, where do you, you know, where do you go? And uh, I think I just was like, yeah, I can't. <laughs> <laughs> I don't blame you. I don't blame you. On yeah. That. I don't blame you at all. <laughs> but the Circle Jerks, you know, it pretty much stayed the same. I probably just should have done that. Because, I mean, Keith Morris is, you know, especially young Keith Morris is just awesome as a, yeah. like, punk rock vocalist. Like, I don't yeah. know why I didn't. But, yeah, that's all right. Whatever. Well, this was fun. This was a good, yes. uh, a, a good, um, a good season two opener. Good intro, as it were. <laughs> An uh, intro, intro to season two. <laughs> next week, I'll, I'll maybe have, I'll maybe stop ignoring how much money I spent on Record Store Day, even though I said I wasn't going to buy anything. And uh, which and you told me, and then immediately went out and did it. You're like, well, hey, I'm probably not going to buy anything. Immediately, I was like, yeah, yeah. Technically, I didn't buy anything on Saturday. I right, bought it on true. Sunday. Sunday, right? and yeah. the problem is that. Um, these record store drops are like on Saturdays, but they're yep. putting out things on Fridays with new Correct. music. So I ended up kind of piling on with like new releases, and I was like, "Oh, I didn't know this was out." And cool, yeah. like, and then I and then I got home. I was like, "Oh, that was even a record store day thing," you know, like right. kind of silly. But um, yeah. also too, I I will say this: so a lot of record stores weren't open. Um, and a lot of people had to order online, so uh, so I just skipped Saturday because I was like, eh, I, you know, yep. like I'm not really dying for anything. And I was like, I'll just take my risk. I'll take a gamble on Sunday. And um, so Todd, who has Vinyl Tap, they were open, and you you know they only let a certain number of people at a time. You have to wear gloves and masks yep. and all this. And they just had it out on a table. So he was like, well, that's the record store day stuff. And I was like, and, and new releases. And I was like, oh, perfect. I'll just go through that one little thing. And then once I was just there, I was like, man, I haven't shot for records in so long. I just stacked right. them all up. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's really <laughs> what it was. And then right. he rang it up. And I was like, oh, man, records are so expensive these days. You know what I mean? Yeah. But um, <laughs> So true. But two of those were June of 44 records. Right. So, you know, I didn't even, I was like, I'm not even, I don't even want these. And then I got them. <laughs> right. So here's my question about those. Cause I haven't, I think there's one shop here that still has engine takes to water. I think. Yeah. Um, is it like, so they're like blue, right? Yeah. But are they like see-through blue? No, they're like sea foam blue. Ah, uh, gotcha. Interesting. I just thought it was like glacial blue. I was like, what does that mean? No, I think it's just like a... I, I mean, it didn't like blow me away. It just looked like it's right. not blue, right? But right. it's not like light right. blue. It's like, what can we call this that sounds more right. interesting than just light blue. blue? Not quite blue. Marbled, you can't... Nobody cares about marbled anymore. That's... Right. So, yeah, so... Yeah, and that was the you know those are the two that kind of got my eye at first. And I was like, maybe I'll maybe I'll swing for those. And I was like, I already have the OGs of all that. And I yeah. was like, I don't really need no. Like even though the artwork's like a little different on like I think Tropics and Meridians, it's like looks like it's like woven into the thing. Like it was like that's all fine, but like I, I, yeah, don't, need it. I don't need it. It's like sorry. 
Love you guys. I just bought your new record, so. There you go. There you go. <laughs> All right, man. Well, um, this was fun, and we will yeah, do it again soon. Yes, sir. All right. Bye. Bye. Bye.